Charting Toward Intimacy covers mature topics. Listener discretion is advised. What we're actually being pointed to in that um, call of the heart is eternity, eternal communion with God and the communion of saints. Hey there, welcome to Charting Toward Intimacy, where we're expanding the natural family planning conversation. I'm your host, Ellen Holloway. All right, we are here with Courtney Warday. Welcome, Courtney, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Awesome. Yeah, and so this is um, another part of our seasons series. Um, We are talking about trying to conceive when it's difficult. Um, And we'll get into a little bit more about that in just a little bit. But before we get started, Courtney, would you introduce yourself to our listeners? Yes, definitely. My name is Courtney Warday, and me and my husband, Kyle, have been married for almost six years, which is crazy uh, to think about. We live in Lincoln, Nebraska. We have two uh, beautiful daughters. One uh, is four. Her name is Ellie, and then Claire is one. And uh, we, I'm a registered dietitian. I focus on the fertility and hormone space, kind of like PCOS um, cycle issues, and just women who are trying to optimize their fertility, um, those who are going through infertility, um, things like that. So that's kind of what I do. Awesome. Fabulous. Uh, I'm so excited to to have you on the podcast to talk about this topic. Um, So again, we're talking about trying to conceive when it's hard. We had an episode Um, just prior where we were talking about trying to conceive in general and kind of the season of, of trying to conceive, but this is a totally different season when you're having trouble conceiving. um, This is a much longer season than the kind of trying to conceive in general. I think a lot of times trying to conceive in general can be really short. Um, If, if you're, if your cycle's working the way it should be, then it probably will only take you one to two cycles to get pregnant. Um, but if your cycle is not working the way it should be, um, or there is some other imbalance going on in your body, um, then it can take a very long time. And so that is the season that we are going to be talking about today. And so Courtney, I want to start out. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your experience charting during this season of NFPUs? Yeah, absolutely. I, me and my husband went through almost two years of secondary, secondary infertility. So, um, we did conceive pretty much like you're talking about immediately in that right. first time. Um, once we figured out I had low progesterone with charting and then the second time around, you know, things just weren't happening and my chart was looking a little funky. Um, it started, you know, I started having a lot of continuous mucus, um, and that was really frustrating for me because it was really hard to determine what my fertile window was. And I also didn't understand why I was having all this mucus. Um, and then just in general, I think charting can, when you're going through a difficult season of challenging fertility, it can be really, it just adds a whole nother level of uh, charting just because your body, it's one of those things where you want to chart because you want to figure out, you know, you know that if you go see a napro doctor, that they'll be able to look at your chart and maybe see what's going on. But it's right. also hard month after month knowing, you know, you know, at the end of the cycle, just like you're not pregnant again. And then you have to do this all over again. You know, yeah. I feel like my husband and I at times 
we actually went through a period where we tried Marquette because I was like, oh, well, maybe this will be better actually just focusing on the hormones. But then I wasn't ovulating regularly at the time. And so then that was like also stressful because then I I was getting like, you know, I never got like a peak reading on Mm -hmm. my, whereas on Creighton, I was just getting peak mucus all the time. So then at one point in our journey, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like we need to just take a little bit of a break just because it just felt like, stressful and that's not what it's supposed to be like you know oh my gosh I want to pause you right here in your story I just I really want to honor what you just said because I think this is really important is that it can get so like monotonous and um and draining to keep charting month after month and it's just not happening and it's not happening it's not happening and I think what you said of sometimes you just need to take a break and that is okay. Like it is okay mm-hmm. to take a break. And yes, yeah, you're going to miss that data. And if you're trying to take that to a NAPRO doctor or a fem health doctor or some, someone else um, who is is looking at your charts, um, yes, you're going to lose that data. And and sure, that's, you know, that that would be good data to have. But your mental health is really important in this journey. And if it's better for your mental health to take a break and just relax and and not be charting all the time and, um, and not be stressing about it, then, then that's something you need to do. And your doctor will understand if you say, no, you know what? I just didn't have, I didn't have a chart last, last cycle. Sorry. (laughs) It just, it just didn't happen. Um, (laughs) your, your doctor will understand and, and you need to honor yourself and your mind and, and what is going on in this journey and that um, you don't always need to be perfect on charting. Okay. I just wanted to yes. give that little. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, that is very important because I feel like, honestly, we could, took a couple breaks during our journey. And one of the breaks, the second break, I think, was actually when we ended up getting pregnant. And I think there is something to be said about if you are like a type A person like me and how like it was one of those things where like I wanted to have a beautiful chart and it was not beautiful <laughs> and yeah. like it was just like hard for me because yeah I just wanted like my body to be doing what it was supposed to be doing and so it was almost like the chart was like a reminder that there was something like it felt it, it's it this is a complete lie from the enemy but it felt like my chart was like a reminder that my body was broken or that mm. my body was like not like failing me or like not doing what it was supposed to be doing and so that was like really challenging for me because it was like one of those things when I would like look at my chart it was like okay this is just a sign that like I, my body's not doing what God designed my body to do and Thankfully, I know a lot more now um, and actually help women that are going through this and, you know, looking, I'm not a practitioner, but like even able to look at some of their charts and just like be able to have that compassion because Mm -hmm. I've been through that. And like you said, it's like, if you have to switch whatever to another version for a while or whatever is going to bring you like the most mental health, like you're saying, because it's already a very tough journey without having something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, yeah, it's no joke that the enemy is going to be, um, 
basically dancing on your your chart that doesn't look normal because the enemy hates creation. He hates that we can create humans. And so the fact that you can't at this moment, he is celebrating. Um, and so, yeah. you know, and so there's going to be a lot of spiritual attack in this season as well. And it's going to feel very, very draining. Um, and that's really important to recognize. I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that too, Courtney. Yeah. Like it's just, it's important to recognize the season's going to have a lot of spiritual attack. And so frequenting the sacraments is going to be huge during this season. All right. Yes, continue. <laughs> I was just going to say, and just in general, like, yeah, I feel like my husband would, um, it was just so beautiful. He would have me basically whatever like whatever I was feeling I would say that loud and he'd be like that's not true like you need to renounce that right now and so then I would have to be like in the name of Jesus Christ I renounce this and I was like I don't want to and he was like no you need to like you're not gonna believe that I'm not gonna let you believe whatever that lie was but it did like stem back from like what was going on because once again it's beautiful to have the information it's like one of those that's like so hard because it's like so beautiful to have this information to know that like something is going on. So you're not just going month after month. You know, if we weren't charting, mm-hmm. we would have been like, I just don't understand what's going on. And, you know, like in the secular world, it's like, oh, IVF, you know, and right. it's like, no, there's something going on under underlying, which is like the beauty of Creighton is like it, there's all these biomarkers that are showing you like something is off in your body, but then it's like you don't want to face that too. So um, I definitely obviously have walked with many women um, going through a similar season and yeah, everyone reacts very differently and which is totally okay. Um, But yeah, some people just are like, I don't want to face this and other people are very proactive about, about it. But um, it is hard when something that's supposed to be a beautiful tool um, becomes like, yeah, just like a cross really. And then even just with intercourse too, like, it's just kind of like one of those where this is supposed to be unitive and procreative, but sometimes it's easy to forget about the unitive part. And you're like, well, this isn't being procreative. And so it's, yeah, it's, there's so much as tax. I feel like spiritual attacks that can happen within intimacy too. Um, so like you said, I just feel like it's super important to be frequenting the sacraments and um, really connecting with your spouse during that time because oh, yes. you guys need each other. It can be so easy to either double comes in and you d- divides or you come together closer. And there's definitely different seasons within it, but um, recognizing that you're on the same team and yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I think even too, like having your husband like involved in the process. And so you're not just like, ah, I'm always, you know, like, my husband was always like asking me like, what is, what is on your chart? And so he was the one writing it down and doing the stickers. And I was the one that was like telling him. And so just making it feel like it wasn't just, cause you know, it's all about, it feels like it's all about the woman's body, but it's, it's not obviously when it comes to fertility, it's right. Both. Right. Well, and, and let's not forget that, like, you know, some of you journeying through this season, um, it may not have anything to do with the woman. Um, it yeah. may be male factor infertility. Um, and yes. while that's not an experience, either Courtney or I can can speak to directly from from our own experience. Um, 
there are huge similarities here and the spiritual attack is going to be the same and the necessity to um, remain connected with your spouse and communicate and remember that you're on the same team. That is all the same. You still need to frequent the sacraments. You still need to pray Um, and and you still need to renounce those lies. Um, Yeah. So it's different, but similar. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Hey guys, we'll be back with the episode in just a minute, but I want to tell you about today's episode sponsor. So we all know that focusing intercourse on the highest days of fertility will give us the best chance of conceiving, but what happens when it's hard or even disheartening to track and identify those signs of fertility? That That's why I'd like to tell you about the sponsor for today's episode, Keg. Keg is a fertility monitor that tracks your most imp- important fertility indicator, cervical mucus without needing to do tissue checks or keep track of the sensation you're feeling throughout the day. Keg helps you to discover that full fertile window of five days when you have the highest chances of conceiving. I actually got a chance to check out this product and I have to tell you, this is unlike any other fertility monitor on the market. It is unique in its ability to show you when your cervical fluid is fertile, that is hospitable to sperm. So head to keg.tech to start tracking with Keg. Keg also has a 12-month pregnancy guarantee, which means you'll get 100% of your money back if you don't conceive using Keg. So again, head to keg.tech, that's K-E-G-G dot T-E-C-H, and use the code CHARTING10 for $10 off. Thank you, Keg, for sponsoring today's episode. So you've talked a lot about um, some really difficult aspects of um, this season. Uh, what would you say is the most difficult aspect to, to charting during this season? Um, I think the most difficult um, part is, I think, I don't know, in my opinion, it was just the fact that you're like, it's, it feels like you're doing this, you're doing this over and over and over, but you're not like seeing any fruit from it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously, like I mentioned as well, it can be really taxing emotionally, just like really recognizing that this is like a sign that something's wrong with you or wrong, it feels like it's something wrong with your body. But um, I think it's also just like, okay, like I'm writing all this down. I'm like, every time I wipe, like, you know, it's just, it feels Mm -hmm. like it's like this chore that you're doing that like, you don't really see the fruit in the end. Like you're not getting the child necessarily that month or whatever it may be. And you don't know when that's going to happen. And so Yes, it's good to like chart to figure out what's going on with your body and to figure out obviously ovulation and when to time intercourse and if you're trying to conceive. But at the same time, it's like month after month, like I was talking about, like the exhaustion of it. And yeah, I I have even just like, okay, I'm fertile, like getting like kind of ramped up and like a little Mm -hmm. bit stressed because we're like, okay, like it's tonight. We have to do it tonight or whatever. But um, just like that the stress that can come alongside it with um yeah the i hope that made sense no it totally did courtney and i um i'm really i'm really glad the way you articulated that because as someone who's personally never experienced this before um i had never thought about it that way um, as kind of the fruit of charting. Cause like charting can be frustrating no matter who you are, no matter what season yes. of NFP use you're in. Um, it can be frustrating because it's like, Oh my gosh, I have to do it again. 
or, oh, I didn't, I don't really remember what happened yesterday and I forgot to chart. Now, what do I do? You know, there's, there's all of that. Um, but, but that fruit of charting, um, right. When you're trying to avoid that fruit of charting is not getting pregnant, which sounds a little weird, but (laughs) yeah, you're with me here, everybody. (laughs) Um, and then, and then when you're trying to conceive that, that fruit of charting is then becoming pregnant. And so when charting feels absolutely fruitless, it just feels pointless. Yeah. Um, or, or it can. And, um, wow, I just had never thought about it that way. I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned that. Yes. And I'm sure anyone who's gone through that season is like, yes, I understand <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, what are some tips or suggestions? I mean, we already talked about frequenting the sacraments, keeping connected with your spouse. Um, what about some other tips or suggestions that you have for women uh, and couples navigating this season of NFPs? Yeah, I think I said a decent amount of them, but in general, yeah, not being afraid to take a break. Um, and like we talked about frequenting the sacraments, staying connected with your spouse, I mean, in general, like I really recommend just getting at least a monthly, if not like bi-weekly date night and mm. don't talk about fertility. Don't talk about NFP. We're yes. not talking about any of this stuff. We're just talking about just have fun. I feel like um, at times during our journey, I was just like so focused on what I wanted and that I was just became this like somewhat I felt like at one point I was like I'm not even fun anymore and and it's like no this is like exactly what the devil wants it's like no go live your life like there can be joy in the waiting and um yeah just entrusting that God understands and he has a plan like in our life I mean I would have never started my business if I didn't go through any of this and it's like bringing so much joy to my heart and you know um and even just our little daughter, Claire, like just remembering, like, if most likely, most of the time, like, eventually you'll get there and have that, that pregnancy and it's going to be so worth it. And you're going to have like such a cool story to tell your child. And, um, yeah, I think we prayed like over 200 something, like, uh, rosaries for our daughter. Like we have such a cool story to tell her now. And, she has brought so much joy to so many people. Like the amount of times people have said, you have the most like joyful baby is like, we could be rich. Um, it's amazing. So just knowing that like God, the one thing that like really helped me, I think during our journey, just like even spiritually was like, we only see this season and it's really, really hard. Mm-hmm. But God sees like our whole entire life. And just remember to keep your eyes on like eternity and heaven and there's totally more to life than life. I mean, it is what like God wanted, you know, made us to do to reproduce, but um, there's also a lot there waiting for you. And if you're so just hyper-focused on the one thing that you really long for, which is really hard, um, then you might be missing out on like the beauty that he has right in front of you. So that is so huge. I love that. And I think reminding yourself too, that that longing and that ache is, is really good. It is a good ache. And truly that ache for a child is actually an image of, or an icon, um, of our ache 
for eternity and for mm-hmm. eternal communion with God. Um, yes, we want a family here on this earth or we want another child. Um, but but truly what that ache is, um, what, what we're actually being pointed to in that um, call of the heart is eternity, eternal communion with God and the communion of saints. And so um, remembering that 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 ache is is for the Lord um, and just trying to like aim yourself in that direction, I think can also be really powerful. Yeah. And actually, it's funny that you say that because that was like something that the Holy Spirit revealed to me during our time was like this longing is actually you longing for heaven and you longing to be like in communion with Christ. And I feel like that actually helped um, to just recognize that. So it's funny that you say that. And I think, too, (laughs) um, yeah, it's just good to to recognize and just be raw with God, like in Mm. your prayer and not be afraid to be like, I'm angry with you right now, or I'm really sad or whatever you're feeling like, just bring that to him because he wants, he can take it. That's what I think somebody like told me one time, like he can take it. He can take your anger. He can take you yelling at him or you like asking for him to like, I remember just asking Mary to hold me while I was crying or whatever it was that you our feeling it's just like he he desires that whole vulnerability and that's where the first gonna come is when you are when you're you know when you're not it's easy to just be like i'm not gonna pray like i'm not i feel like my relationship with christ got so so much deeper during that time because yeah he wasn't giving me exactly what i desired but that's not the whole point it's just like he's not a genie you know so it it taught me what like really like what love truly is and like what relationship with Christ, like a deeper relationship can lead to and the beauty and the joy that can come from that, even amidst the really hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and if you don't think God can take it, if you don't think God can take your prayer saying, what the heck, why isn't this working? Think about Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you abandoned me? Whatever translation you're using, right? Like Jesus said that prayer, say that prayer with Jesus. Like God wants you to hear that prayer or wants to hear that prayer. He wants you to open up and be completely honest with him and just sit, sit there with Jesus in that suffering. Um, because Jesus suffered it with you. Um, Mm -hmm. and he, and he wants to take you and he wants to walk with you on that. Um, and so that, that prayer, there's nothing wrong with that prayer. I think sometimes we get this idea of like, oh, I can't, I I can't yell at God because you know, everything that I have is a blessing from God. And like, and he's given me all this stuff and it's like, okay, well, sure. Yes, that's all true. Like everything you have is a blessing from God. Um, but Jesus yelled at God. So (laughs) it's okay. Yeah. So true. It's so true. And, and even just to that point of, I remember one Lent during our journey, I was just like praying and I was like, this is so heavy. Like this cross is so heavy, Lord. And I like was praying and I like looked, he, I just like shut my eyes and I like, I don't know. I just like noticed to my right, he was like right there and he was just looking at me like compassionately, like, well, can I help you? Like I, you know, it's like one of those where it's, it's really easy to like, I can do this my, like, you know, even with charting, it's like, 
well, like, yes, this is like the way God designed fertility and like there is a fertile window and things like that, but it can be easy to be like, well, I can control my fertility, like, Mm -hmm. like within charting, because it's like, well, this is my fertile window. So this is when I'm timing intercourse, like I can control in a certain aspect. But when you go through infertility or like, or in general fertility, a season of like fertility challenges, you realize how not in control you really are of your fertility. Um, And like, you realize that like God is solely the one that's in control. Cause those who, I mean, it's, it's one of those where, I mean, um, yeah, if you just can get pregnant really easily, which is, can also be a cross in its own <laughs> yes. way. Um, then yeah, you're just like, well, we tried one cycle or whatever. And like, it's easy to like, in some ways control that sort of, mm-hmm. but like when you're, once again, it's a cross in its own way. Um, but uh, yeah, in the opposite sense, you just realize, wow, I'm not in control at all of this. So, right. Yeah, I think I think the closer we get to the Lord, the more we realize how little control we truly yeah. have so over anything. Yes. <laughs> and by trying to control it, that's like kind of one thing I was like, I was trying to control our fertility. And so that just led to like more stress and anxiety versus just like allowing him to kind of take over. But then again, though, you know, you hear people say, Oh, just relax and it will happen. It's like, okay, you've obviously never been through. Cause it's like when you long for something, which once again, it's that beautiful longing for heaven in communion with God. But when you long for something so much, it's like, yeah, it's really hard. Cause like for me, for example, I remember being like, Lord, I feel like you're taking away like the, the one thing I've wanted for my, like, since I was a little kid, like I always wanted a big family. I always wanted to be a mom. Like I was that little girl who was just playing with babies all the time when I was super little. Um, and so it felt almost like the, I was being stripped of like one of my greatest desires, but then it was like that reminder of like, we're not made for, you know, we weren't made for this earth. We're made for heaven. And um, so anyways, that's kind of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Courtney, is there anything else you want to add um, before we close out this episode? Um, I think in general, just a reminder of like not losing hope and not losing hope in our Lord. And um yeah, recognizing that your chart can be a tool, even though it's hard to kind of figure out what's going on. And um, yeah, just don't give up because the Lord might have something beautiful waiting for you. And try to just open your hands and see what he has in store for you. Yes. Oh, beautiful. Beautifully said. Courtney, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story. Um, I, I hope that those of you listening who are in this season right now, um, I hope you feel heard. Um, I hope you feel in solidarity with, um, with others who are in this journey. Um, and, and know that I am praying for you. Um, I think Courtney would agree to also pray for you. (laughs) Oh yeah. I pray for people who are going struggling all the time, every day. (laughs) 
<laughs> and um, if you're if you're curious more about what Courtney does, um, links to connect with her are going to be in the show notes. So um, definitely check that out if you want to connect with her and find out more about what Courtney does. Um, Courtney, thank you so much. Yes, thank you for having me again. Thanks so much for listening. If you are not already following us on Instagram, check us out at Charting Toward Intimacy. And remember, this is part of a huge series, so be sure to check out the episodes before this episode um, and also the upcoming last couple of episodes in this series on NFP use throughout the different seasons of life. Until next time. <laughs>